Welcome to Paris Art Tour podcast. My name is Kasia Klon and I'm here with my friend Alicia Rexch. Hello, Alicia. Hello, everyone. Hello, Kasia. Uh, today's episode is devoted to the subject of public art in the city of Paris. We are recording this material on the third national lockdown, which means that all the museums and all the galleries are currently closed. Luckily, there is a lot of art in the public spaces. And this is what we want to talk about today. This episode is for all the art lovers out there. And if you are in Paris right now, it will hopefully give you some inspiration where to go, even in the 10 kilometers radius from your home. Uh, but if you are not in Paris, stay tuned and uh, also listen up, because maybe we'll give you some notes for the future. There are various options of uh, art in such a big place, especially as the city of Paris. Since the subject is extremely broad, we wanted to focus on contemporary art. We would like to select several examples that we find interesting, uh, controversial sometimes, but every time very rich and important for art history. We'll finish the episode with the element of controversy and we'll try to describe some of the most notable reactions from the public. So keep uh, listening to the end. All right. But who we are exactly? <laughs> Me and Alicia, we work as professional tour guides in Paris and we specialize in uh, the topic of the arts. As for me, the topic of uh, public art is very close to my heart because since 2013 uh, I have been organizing tours and workshops uh, about uh, urban art. I'm a proud founder of uh, Street Art Tour Paris. Uh, if you do want to know more about this project, uh, please visit the website streetarttourparis.com. I'm an artist as well with the master in printmaking and, and painting. <laughs> so I am really interested in all sorts of arts and then all sorts of topics related to culture, especially those related to Paris. My name is Alicia Rex. I'm an art historian, art critic. I wrote my PhD thesis on contemporary art in America about anxiety present in art since 1980s till very contemporary times. And for six years, I've been living in and working in Paris. All right, let's start with street art. What are the main neighborhoods where you can always spot some intriguing pieces? You can see street art everywhere in Paris, right? It's something that uh, can surprise you wherever you are. But some neighborhoods are a little bit more popular for this form of art. And of course, you have to go to the third arrondissement for the murals. I think if, even if you are not really into street art, you will enjoy that because those are the artists that come from all over the world to paint uh, in Paris. The level of the talent is incredible. For those who are right now in Paris, I encourage you to check out some of the works just produced in March. <laughs> First of all, you have this uh, French photographer, J.R., who... I think a lot of people may be already familiar with, especially if you are uh, French or American, because he's extremely popular in America as well, especially in New York. He uh, collaborated with Pharrell Williams. I know with the musician that sings uh, Happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert De Niro, the actor, the very famous one. He also worked with a lot of institutions like New York City Ballet. And the list uh, is long. Every time that he does something in Paris, it's always a big deal because he only works with temporary pastings of his photography in the public space. 
It's always exciting, one, because it's a very, very big deal, and second, because there is only limited time to check it out. In March, he helped De Paraiso, which is the first hotel cinema in Paris, located in the 12th arrondissement near Metro Nation, if you want to know where to look for it. He got inspired with two uh, different movies. The first one with Charlie Chaplin, The Kid. I don't know, Elitza, if you know mm -hmm. this one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> It's a classic. It's Everybody a classic, loves yes. this movie. But, uh, it was a poster. One of the posters for the movie uh, mm -hmm. is a really funny one because uh, you have Charlie Chaplin and uh, the little kid that are hiding behind the wall, sliding their heads mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, on the side of it looking out for the danger <laughs> and it's hilarious because the policeman that they are trying to avoid is standing just behind them <laughs> and it's a pretty big pasting because it covers the entire building and the other one is also from the classic black and white silent movie called safety last this one i don't know maybe you don't know the title but i'm sure you know the scene it's one of the most impressive stunts from the time period. The main character played by Harold Lloyd hanging and swinging on the large clock on the <laughs> top of a skyscraper. Ah, yes. You know this one? Yes, yes. Yeah, I knew that. It's iconic. Quite uh, known. <laughs> Another piece that you may enjoy even if you don't like street art is uh, by Pichi Avo, the artist duo from Spain. They've been just here. They were invited by KFRT6, which is uh, one of the organizations that produce murals uh, in and around Paris. And not only. This is a very hard moment for the culture with COVID. One of the bookstores at Boulevard Saint-Michel in Paris, unfortunately, got uh, closed. And the location is right now empty. Mm -hmm. The Immobilier, Group Mama Immobilier, allowed to use the location for the time that they are constructing something inside and they put the palisades mm -hmm. on the top of the building. It's a very large palisade. It's about seven meters tall and 27 meters long. So Pichiavo really had a lot of place to play. <laughs> Why would you really enjoy it even if you don't like street art is because Picciavo are famous for their amazing style. They combine graffiti art with their love for neoclassical looking white marble sculpture. And the combination of these worlds looks very fresh and hip, yet sure. still very elegant and chic. This wall will stay there for the next six months. Counting from? The end of March. They just finished on the 20th of March. So if you are in Paris, go check it out. It's really, it's really beautiful. It's very colorful. That sounds good. I, I, have, I missed it. I will have to go and check it out, definitely. Boulevard Saint-Michel. Yes, so those are my, my recommendations. And when it comes to public art, Alicia, what would you recommend? In public art, there's a lot of choice, plenty of artworks from a very famous contemporary artist. What I would suggest to see is the new sculpture of Jeff Koons that has been installed in 2019 that caused a lot of controversial, a lot of discussions. Jeff Koons is a quite well-known American artist, neo-pop art style, 
the works looking like sculptures made out of balloons. It's a game with kitsch. It's a game with very popular iconography. Jeff Koons is a controversial artist because of his attitude toward his art, because he's not making it himself. He's having a full factory of people that are making his artworks. And the idea came in 2015 after the terrorist attacks that hit Paris in January and after in November. And Jeff Koons decided to give an artwork to the city. This process, as you can see, it took some years for the, the city to finally accept the problematic gift. And because its production was quite pricey, it cost around three millions of dollars. Of course, what? Kunz, <laughs> of course, Jeff Kunz, um, he said it's a gift, but well, wait, why does it, why did it cost so much? Well, the sculpture is relatively big. It needed to be produced in his studio in America and after transported, after installed and so on and so on. Finally, the city of Paris did not pay the price. The price was paid by some different societies and associations because the American embassy was lobbying for that sculpture to be finally happening. The Americans felt that once they got the Statue of Liberty as a kind of gift for the new country, the new democracy, and it was a gift from France, so they wanted to give back something to this country that was shocked by, by the terrorist attack. So people donated the money and the sculpture was finally ready to be installed. The first location that they were thinking about was just in front of Palais de Tokyo. I just wanted to add something because now when I posted a picture of it on Instagram, one of the person that commented said it's horrible and it's way too expensive. <laughs> I think it's quite interesting because, wait, you are not the one that paid for it, so why do you care? <laughs> well, Kunz is all about controversy. I recommend you all to Google it right now if you don't know what it's looking like. It shows a hyper-realistic hand holding a bucket of tulips but they lo don't even look like real tulips. It looks like the flowers made from the balloon, the, having this kind of aesthetics of kitsch. And this artwork primarily was supposed to be placed in front of Palais de Tokyo, very near uh, Musée de l'Art Moderne de la Ville de Paris. As for many critics, fortunately, it was not being placed there because it was too heavy. After they were considering to put it somewhere in the park de la Villette, Jeff Kunz did not like this place. And finally, it was installed in the garden behind Petit Palais. It's between Petit Palais and Place de la Concorde. It's when you just walk around the river, La Seine. On the right side, you can see the installation, this gigantic sculpture. It's kind of jolly in a way when you think about that. Jeff Koons was saying that he wanted to express his sympathy and to bring some color, some hope, something joyful, simple. According to Jeff Koons, well, philosophy, we can say, was aesthetics. Because it's an homage to the victims of terrorist attack, might be a big clash when you think about that. Well, Jeff Koons had the deal with the city, money that the city gains from distributing images with uh, postcards and so on with this uh, sculpture. All this money goes to the associations helping the families and the victims of those terrorist attacks. This is his contribution P. 
people either love it or hate it. But I recommend you to see it. What about you? Do you like it? I find it interesting when you look at this late 19th century architecture of Petit Palais, which is just exaggerated historic style of 19th century. And this very contemporary mm -hmm. artwork, very colorful, kitschy in a way, but playful and joyful. It gives a good contrast. And I really like the contrast, breaking the rules of this harmony. So I think it works in a way. All right, guys. So if you are listening, now you know where to find the sculpture. Uh, let us know what you think. If you take a picture of it or if you post something, please tag us. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Paris Art Tour. We are very excited to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely right. Yes, you're most invited to share your thoughts and to exchange the point of views. Another artist, the French artist, his artworks are quite funny, interesting, and you can find them in different places in Paris. By this, I mean César. People know César because César designed the award of French Film Academy. He was one of the most important artists of the movement called the Nouveau Realisme, so the New Realism, a French answer to pop art. And César left a couple of his sculptures in the public space in Paris. One of these we can see in La Défense, finance district of Paris. It's the last station of the first line of the metro. And then in this kind of Parvis de la Défense, we can see plenty of different sculptures. That's another good hint for everybody who lives in Paris. If you want to see an exposition of sculptures all the time open. And many other great sculptures made by famous artists like Calder or Miro. We can see the Caesar's thumb. And that's very funny, I think. The story of this thumb comes from one exposition. He was once invited to make an artwork connected to body parts. And he made his own thumb, but in a different scale. He started to play with that, making it bigger and bigger. And then you have this gigantic thumb working very well behind those skyscrapers. Slightly phallic. It's slightly <laughs> egocentric. It's it really thumbs up. A thumbs it's up. It's very current. It's very current. And it's it's working with ego of an artist, cold, very modern, very contemporary architecture there. Finally, to see something really just absurd, slightly ridiculous, a thumb. The sculpture works very well, I think, in this space. Another uh, Cesar's artwork uh, could be found in Saint-Germain-de-Prés. It's La Place Michel de Bray. It's near the metro station Serre Babylone uh, with the line 12 or uh, Mabillon, a self-portrait of Cesar's as a centaur. Before Tyler, the creator, the American rapper, made a video where he was centaur, Cesar did that in the mm. 80s. And it was homage to Picasso, who was his friend and he was already dead and he put this this because Picasso was was sometimes talking about himself as a Taurus, who's a kind of like animal, Minotaur, exactly. As most of the artists of Nouveau Realisme, the sculpture is made from different weird uh, objects. So it's assemblage of strange metal objects that were all being put together 
and it's looking like kind of zombies, half dead, half alive. It's placed in this very chic, elegant district. It's a very good piece, especially when you take a closer look to look at the small particulars that create this absolutely stunning work of art. And you were saying, Kasia, that there's another centaur of Cesar. You are talking about Cesar, Jeff Koons and the tribute to the dead from the terrorist attacks. The next recommendation, it's less obvious because in Paris, going to the cemetery, it's not in, in our culture, we are from Poland originally, cemetery has a very different vibe to it. It's something mm-hmm. where we go mourning and we don't really go uh, just for walks or <laughs> a leisure. But in Paris, this is completely fine and it's just like another park. And what is amazing about this, that in all cemeteries in Paris, you will also find an amazing sculptures. Our favorite cemetery is definitely the one in Montparnasse. Uh, not only because you have a lot of wonderful, very interesting uh, people buried there, but also because of the art. And you can find uh, Cesar, the same uh, centaur, at the grave of, uh, of the artist, which yeah, again uh, proves that it was like a self-portrait. Um, Definitely. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you can also find two sculptures of one of my favorite female artists, Niki de Sanfal. <laughs> yeah, I really love her. I think uh, her life story is just so inspiring. Why nobody has ever made a movie? Hello, if you are creative enough, read about her life yes. and uh, write a script. <laughs> I mean, it really deserves Hollywood, at least. Oh, yeah. And uh, definitely will be uh, awarded an Oscar, at least one. <laughs> so go and it's hunt really one. It's really a great life story. Yes. And there are two sculptures at the cemetery. Both of them were made for her friends that died of uh, AIDS. Uh, by the way, you have to <laughs> speak <laughs> with Alicia because uh, this is one of uh, one of her topics. So she actually created a wonderful webinar titled AIDS and Art. So I do recommend uh, to to book it. Uh, really, the the one that I prefer because they are two. One is of the bird. One is a sculpture of a bird made of uh, mirrors. Uh, very, very beautiful. Uh, and the other one is a cat. And the cat was made for her assistant of 10 years. But he was much more than an assistant. His name was Ricardo. There was a moment when she got really, really sick with arthritis. And he was there to take care of her. He would feed her. He would bathe her. You can just imagine the level of intimacy that that created between them. It was definitely a very close friend to her. And when he died, she was shocked because he didn't tell her that he was sick. And she found out only when he was already in the hospital. And he was young. So, yeah, she was extremely depressed after that loss. She used to say that he's like a cat because he's proud and he's very beautiful and sexy. But yeah, also very mysterious. So just like a cat, she decided when he when he dies, she's going to create one. So it is there on his grave. And she made a second one, a similar one that you can find in the Tarot Garden in Tuscany in Italy. The place that I dream of. I've never been, but this is one of the places that I, I must go one day. And she placed the cat over there to, to make sure that he will stay close to her for the rest mm. of eternity. 
So I just think it's a very sweet story and it's a beautiful story. Yeah, sometimes I I really when I when I'm there I <laughs> share a tear <laughs> because it's mm. just so so beautiful this friendship and and the sculpture the, the style I really like uh, what she was doing. She had amazing style, something really unique. Of course, I could just maybe add that there's another big big thing made by Niki de Saint-Phalle and that's of course uh, Stravinsky fountain just next to Saint Pompidou. It's it's Niki de Saint-Phalle Jean Tinguely. This is one of the most important well-known uh, installation in Paris that's highly recommended place as well. Another recommendation that is a little bit less obvious is to just look at some of the sculptures on the architecture in Paris. Oh, yes. Maybe it is it is obvious, maybe not. Paris is one of those places where we just walking around, you feel like you're in the museum because it's just mm -hmm. so beautiful thanks to all the wonderful architects. Uh, but we are talking about contemporary, right? We are not uh, talking about Haussmannian era. Yes. And I wanted to <laughs> share that if you, especially if you miss Louvre, <laughs> there is this one building by architect um, Manuel Janowski. Uh, he represents uh, Spanish postmodernism. I really love this uh, period because uh, people were just really crazy. They were it's really crazy. Creating things that... My friend once, uh, she said that it is like aliens came <laughs> on the earth and built places for people to live in. <laughs> like this is something that the aliens would, uh, by observation, they would like, oh, people would like that. <laughs> <laughs> and just randomly, very often uh, there is this form of exaggeration and it's just very bizarre. And I, there is something attractive about that strangeness. Yes. It's also a little bit... Uh, scary in a way, I don't know, because it's so bizarre that... Slightly dystopic. <laughs> you feel like you were attacked, attacked uh, by it a little bit. So the building I'm talking about, you can find it in the 12. And a lot of people who live in Paris may be familiar with it, because when you walk on the Promenade Planté, you can see it from mm -hmm. there. It's topped with 13 reproductions of uh, the dying slave of Michelangelo. <laughs> so this is one of the sculptures you can find in uh, in the Louvre, and <laughs> if you do miss <laughs> Louvre, if you do, do miss that, it's multiplied. <laughs> yeah, you can satisfy yourself with this uh, building. It's a police station. That's, <laughs> so that's also very enough. strange when you think about this is a police station and they're just the sculptures hanging out. Somebody who's <laughs> who's done something wrong was dead uh, in. Uh, that's ironic uh, when you think about the, the context of the place. It's absolutely out of the context, but <laughs> <laughs> it is very, very uh, interesting. And uh, sometimes people take pictures of it and send me the picture asking, do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> it looks weird. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's definitely provocative, right? Worth seeing. Yeah, it's, you have the building, Art Deco style. It's not mm -hmm. Art Deco, but it looks like Art Deco. Uh, it's much later. Simple facade, simple base. And then on the top, all of this replicas, you know, <laughs> <laughs> multiplied. Really, really strange building. Very strange. It's definitely something to be seen. Absolutely. Would be a shame not to talk about the things that either caused some controversy and maybe have been um, vandalized or demolished or 
something has been done to them. Talking about the art in public spaces, people always have reaction to it. And I think this is why I like street art. When you create something, you have to think about all the people who will see your art. And one of the reasons why uh, street art tend to be a little more relevant or <laughs> even maybe mm -hmm. sometimes a little more naive than some of the contemporary art that you find in a museum, but it's more pop art, more uh, popular culture. And one of the reasons for that, it's not the same public that goes to the museum. You have uh, sometimes very random public viewers, uh, just the people who live in the neighborhood or passing by. The artwork that is on the street is very often a surprise. It's not necessary that the person who sees it will read it exactly as you intended it. They may have their own inter interpretation. So it's sometimes it can, <laughs> it can be a little provocative. Well, not all the contemporary artists were successful while installing artwork in the public space, right? <laughs> As for contemporary artists, oh yes. For instance, in Paris in 2014 for FIAC, which is an art fair uh, that takes place annually at the end of the year. It's every time around November, December. And in 2014, American artist is quite well known, Paul McCarthy, installed in the Place Vendôme, which is one of the most prestigious addresses in Paris, if we talk about luxurious boutiques, uh, shops with watches, and that's the place where Chopin uh, used to live and uh, died there. It's the beautiful center of Paris. And there, Paul McCarthy put an enormous sculpture that was called Christmas Tree, but actually was a huge green butt plug. So um, <laughs> you can imagine <laughs> the rage and the fury of more conservative crowd. The sculpture didn't last too long uh, because it's been made of plastic with the air blown in, a gigantic blown in toy. And somebody pierced it with a knife. Within the night time, the, the sculpture went flat. Vox Populi decided to not to have the Christmas tree, but plug shaped in the city of Paris. But I kind of, I kind of like it. I think for me, this kind of uh, intervention is part of the work. And sometimes even the reaction of the people is more interesting than the work itself. Do you have an example? Well, it also happens with street art. You have one artist that paints something and then the other artist would come and repaint it and and it can go forever and ever and it's a kind of an exchange sometimes most of the street artists they are open for that idea mm -hmm. uh, they don't get uh, attached to the work on the street because they know what's in on the street belongs to the street i think this is what a lot of contemporary artists don't have this kind of distance <laughs> to their work <laughs> but one particular uh, example december 2020 so very recent There is an artist that I think it's been in the, in the between, really, because uh, he started as a street artist, he started as an urban artist, but right now he's also considered on the same level as a contemporary artist. His name is Obey. Mm -hmm. Well, his name is Shepard Ferry. Obey <laughs> is, uh, is rather his nickname. And you might may, you may be familiar with him because he's the one that designed the Hope poster. 
for Obama uh, during his presidential campaign. He also has the fashion brand Obey. Yes. So you can see people so, uh, wearing t-shirts and hats and yeah, it's everywhere. He does have a boutique in Le Marais in Paris. And in the 13th, uh, one of the murals that he painted, it may look slightly nationalistic, <laughs> I would say. That was not the mm-hmm. point, but it does look like that. It was also an homage to the victims of the terrorist attacks, so similarly like Jeff uh, Kuhn's sculpture. In the background, you have a French flag, then a slogan, uh, Liberté, Egalité and Fraternité, and the face of Marianne, the tribute to the French Republic, tribute to democracy, to all the, mm-hmm. the values that every democratic society should stand for. At the same time, uh, it is a little bit controversial, or I don't know if it's controversial, but <laughs> for somebody who used to do uh, only underground art and criticize mm-hmm. a lot of politicians uh, back in the day, it is a little bit controversial because the repri- replica of um, this uh, mural in the form of a collage is right now Champs-Élysées in the President's Palace in Paris. So it is really a big deal. He's really a a big deal, uh, not only in America, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in Paris as well. Yeah, he did a lot of great projects. He also did the big sphere on the Eiffel Tower during the COP21. But anyway, mm-hmm. nowadays we are experiencing an underground activist movement in France that encourage all the artists to create an art form with the hashtag Marianne Pleur, which means Marianne is crying. Marianne is an allegory of the French Republic. The message is that the main uh, values of democracy are being challenged in a way. Mm-hmm. It is a huge movement, a general symbol of the Republic in crisis. The whole Republic is in crisis. Yes. So they, are, they have an entire list of wrongs that they want to address. And this artwork of, of Obey became a kind of agora for these people. Yes, most of the interventions that were done so far until December were very low-key interventions and you know okay. a lot of people didn't even notice it. And then uh, this group of activists, they vandalized Obey's mural at night of December 13th. Activists or some call them vandals, they crossed out the slogan, they crossed out Liberté, Agaite, Fraternité and they added the red tears to Marianne's face and, of course, the hashtag Marianne Pleur. It was a very strong intervention because this is such an iconic work. It has really a huge presence. Even if you Google Liberté, Egalité, Fraternité, this poster, this wall, will be the one of the first things that will pop up. By attacking this mural, yes. they really got their message across. The people had very different opinions about it. So it really divided the crowd. Some people really loved it. Some people really hated it. It was quite a response. And of course, the artist himself decided to respond. And what did he do? And uh, he didn't have a problem with it. Okay. What did he do? First, he made a public response where he said that he completely supports activism in this form. Mm-hmm. So he's not offended by any means. He wanted to clarify that this is not uh, a tribute to the current government, but this is mm-hmm. a tribute to democracy. 
but yeah, he he repainted it, but he decided to change it a little bit from what it originally was. Instead of those red tears, there is one blue tear on the Marianne's face. Okay. Uh, so that's a little change that happened right now in 2021. The mural that was done in 2016 right now uh, got another face. <laughs> I actually wrote about it. If you want to read the full story, you can visit my blog streetarturparis.com you can see the pictures of it it's it's quite interesting that he did respond to it and that he modified the mural that's so. that's very interesting i mean i find it every time fascinating when uh, an artist is being confronted with some some polemics around his or hers work Sometimes we respect what he or she has to say, but it's not necessarily every time the case. It made me think about the artwork made, not exactly in Paris, but in Versailles in uh, 2015. British uh, artist Anish Kapoor was invited to create some artworks in the gardens. It was a temporary exposition. And one of the artworks called Dirty Corner was vandalized. Anish Kapoor is the artist of Indian and Jewish origin living in Britain. Somebody wrote some absolutely hideous anti-Semitic sentences on his work. The work that was already controversial because while installing it, he said that it represents big vulva, sort of vagina, a femininity, the sculpture was placed just in front of the palace, which was incarnation of the power of man, of masculinity. And so it was his response to make it uh, symbolic to the presence of, of women, of, of homage to the queens. After this work was vandalized, Anish Kapoor wanted to leave those insults uh, sprayed on because he considered, although appalling and very sad, he said, okay, this is what happened. Let's leave it like that. It speaks for itself. It's a zeitgeist. It was in 2015, so the moment when all the refugees were coming to Europe started to come in thousands each day. People have started to have this anxiety, to have this hostility towards different cultures. And Kapoor wanted this to be a memento to remember what is happening but the mayor of Versailles did not allow that to happen. Those writings were being covered and the artwork was still exposed, but with some black sheet that they used to cover it because they didn't manage to clean it. I find it controversial, if I can say, the decision and the whole process, how to deal with this sort of uh, intervention. This is what happens when we place the artwork away from museum. We need to be ready that the public will speak. So with that sentence, I think we can wrap it up. <laughs> this is our first time recording. We'll be very thrilled to have feedback from you. We are most thrilled to hear all of your comments. Have you seen something interesting yourself? Is there something that you would like to perhaps hear or listen about? Do not hesitate to subscribe to our Instagram and Facebook. Paris Art Tour. Stay tuned because we will do more episodes. We also invite you to join some of our webinars that you can book privately. Alicia is hosting very interesting webinars about contemporary art. 
the one that I mentioned before about AIDS, but also <laughs> other epidemics. If we spark your interest in public art, she does one webinar about the most outrageous sculptures of Paris. I uh, host webinars about street art. I do one about history of street art in Paris specifically. I do one about neo-muralism with Paris as an example. And I do a special online workshops on how to design your own graffiti piece. A couple of things that you can do uh, even if we are not allowed to, to go out and you can do it from all parts of the world. <laughs> so don't hesitate and contact us. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you or you will hear us next time.